0: And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this the premier podcast. Web site, Like I just said, as a website. Go there. Here we are. Uh, episode 268, the Constitutionals Podcast. Uh, I, uh, I'll give you some more behind the scenes. I love doing that. and I really love listening to it. I d- definitely thought that the Zoom recorder, which is this uh, device, I used to record, I can't even lift it up, it's, 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 too, it's too many things coming in out of it. Uh, the Zoom recorder I used to record this show, I thought it was connected to the computer. Uh, I kept going and looking, or the dock, that is connected to the computer, because I have a dock here. I kept looking, starting to start the show, and looking to start the show rather, and I kept going, why is it not recording audio? And then I look down, and I see that the battery is... Uh, is showing, indicating that it's not plugged up the computer, not using USB bus power, and I just went okay. So I go write. I don't do anything about it. I go write the the um, the monologue for late night lately, which is the late night uh, show, le- the late late night show show podcast, late late night show show podcast. I have. <laughs> I don't know what this is anymore. And uh, then I go to record the Constitutionals again, and I have yet to plug up the thing. And I'm going, what is going on? Why is it not recording audio? Lo and behold, here we are, wasted a minute, an hour. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? A minute and 30 seconds just talking about this stuff. There's not much going on. Not much going on in the world over here. Uh, Hold on. Of the Constitutionals. You know what I didn't do was find more stories. Who cares? I can definitely make some uh, tea leaves out of this. Is that the term I should have gone with? <laughs> I can make some tea leaves out of this? What's the biggest thing that happened this week? Spider-Man 2, the game, is coming out. <laughs> uh, uh, What else? What else? This more pertains to late night, so I can't really talk about that. Um, Oh, Britney Spears' memoir came out. There you go. I'll never touch it. What else? What else? Super Mario Wonder reviews came out. Actually, I think Spider-Man might be out today. Interesting. I would love to play it. Microsoft now officially owns Activision. So that deal finally went through. All right, let's talk about this first thing. This comes from a variety written by Brian Steinberg. Roy Wood Jr. speaks out after Daily Show exit, defends Hassan Minaj, and questions the future of late night TV. If you didn't know, Roy Wood Jr. left uh, late night, the left the world late night uh the Daily Show because he uh wanted to host the show and if they want to give him the show, he'll still he'll still host the show, but as at this point in time it is just not Something he wants to, he doesn't want to be, you know, not a choice. Because it looked like for a while it was going to be Hasan Minaj. But he's out of the running, reportedly. Today, that's that's what it was announced as. And uh, he's been, <coughs> excuse me, making the rounds. Getting a little choked up. <laughs> he's been making the rounds, talking about His place in late night and also late night's future. As we know, broadcasts late night is just struggling in terms of, uh, I mean, everything. Really just viewers, money, you know, things of that nature. Now, we can say that it's not really struggling. I mean, you know, besides this, the online stuff where they break out segments and everything and, and put them on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. We can say that that's not struggling, and we can say that Colbert's numbers are great and, and everybody else has you know decent numbers. However, when you look at it as a whole, Paramount is no longer, or CBS rather, is, is not going to do uh, a late, late show anymore. They're going to presumably bring back At Midnight, which is probably just going to be a neutered version of itself from uh, the Comedy Central days. The Daily Show is up in flux. Again, another, that's another Paramount uh, property, just like CBS Late, late Show is. Uh, the Daily Show is up in flux because they still don't have a host. They don't have an exact runtime all the time. Just make the show an hour. They can produce 44 minutes a day as opposed to 22. That's fun. Extend, have two people to interview. So in The Daily Show. Let me show run that show. I can I can handle it. I can let me head right and show run. Yeah. Anyway. But the ratings across the board are down. We have NBC mulling over giving back the uh, ten ten p.m. hour to um, uh to affiliates. If we when Kimmel leaves who knows what abc is going to do uh fox broadcasting hasn't had a late night show in years uh decades probably and 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 it will never ever have one because it's just not what it does where does that leave late night reworde Wood junior has some ideas he told Variety, I do not believe late night as we know it will continue the way it will. Uh, excuse me. I do not believe late night as we know it will be the same. <laughs> will be, it will be the way we continue. <laughs> Budgets are changing and we are going to, into the age of some people demographically who did not necessarily always grow up with late night. And it's true. When I, Whenever I tell people, whenever someone's like... When I were talking to somebody about C plus comedy, I go, Oh, I interview people. Uh, I interview Craig Ferguson. And, then, and also this, this happens all the time. This happens every single time they go. I love comedy. That's so why I try not to leave with a comedy thing. I love comedy. I love comedians. I watch comedy all the time. who have talked to and, I, and I'll name, you know, all the a listers I've talked to. Oh, Craig Ferguson, Maria Bamford, Ron Funches, you know, uh, these other people. And then they'll go, I don't know. this.' <laughs> like, you don't know who any of these people are. You love comedy. I love tickle mix mix stickles butts. It's ridiculous. Have you seen him? He's got twenty two thousand uh, million TikTok followers. I like Eliza Schlesinger. You talk to her, <laughs> a fake person and a person I don't like. <laughs> but when when late night was in its heyday, Carson, Conan, Leno, uh, Letterman. Fallon, when he was on the late night show, that like before, before we had this advent of watching videos on the internet, everything like you had to watch that stuff live, and if you missed it, then you know, you missed a great thing from the night before. Passing around VHS tapes. I remember I was in college, and there was a big hurricane coming to New York, and Letterman had uh, Denzel Washington on, and they were gonna go without an audience and I had stayed up to watch it because Letterman had not had a a YouTube channel at that point. So Roy Wood Jr. continues, so how do you engage with those people and bring in those uh, people into the art form? What, how do you drive new audiences too late night. Now, we've done that with YouTube. Kimmel was the one who helped expand that. But where you get new audiences from now, TikTok. And even still, I don't have TikTok, but uh, the uh, uh, YouTube shorts and Instagram stories. Everybody shares everything to the same platforms. <laughs> and I see the YouTube stories of The Tonight Show. And it's all the same thing that's been posted on YouTube. It's the same thing that i I watched on TV. One of the things that I really enjoy about in in, in this moment in time about the daily show having guest hosts is the fact that they have guest hosts like a, the like the daily show run right now is still thriving. I'm gonna to move off the desk because I keep shaking the camera uh is still thriving right now let's 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 eschew ratings it's still thriving because it's getting great guest hosts next week we have desus nice this week we had michael costa they introduced a new um person joining the team like snl it's another white person i don't know if we need more of (laughs) those. we've lost a black guy let's get a let's get a white guy here Oh, SNL lost uh, some people. Let's get a white lady in here. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to get all these shows now. <laughs> Wood says, what was clear to me with Comedy Central is that, just that choosing a host is going to uh, take a lot longer than time and these answers. That's very true. We've got a 2024 presidential election coming up. They need to nail somebody down. This is the this is the second time they're about to uh, uh, mess up an election within the past 10 years. Now I'm looking back towards the um, the nightly show with Larry Wilmore. They screwed that up by not giving him a chance to not giving that show a chance to cover the what was it 2016 election or was it 2020? How old is that show? 2020 I think it's a 2020 election but they're but they didn't give they didn't give uh Larry Wilmore a chance. And now they're kind of butchering themselves cuz in 2024, let's say they come back, let's say the Daily Show comes back in January, February, and we've got this new host. Now this person's got to get their footing in the most tumultuous news period of the year. Between January, presumably And November, this person has to deal with 11 straight months of getting their feet wet and finding what works. It's going to take a late night show a year or two to find what works. And this person is going to have to accelerate that in six months' time. So we're going to get uh, Daily Show guest hosts... And uh and, and such for the rest of the year. Uh executives at Comic Central's parent, Paramount Global, had originally hoped to name the new host in time for this year's recent upfront presentations. Uh Hasan Minaj was supposed to uh, get it, and he hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up this story because also I misspelled Hasan's last name, even though I know this guy. And uh, and now, there's a report, this comes from Consequence of Sound, written by Eddie Fu, that Hassan was, has been informed that he won't be taking over as a permanent host of The Daily Show, according to Puck News. The decision comes after the New Yorker uh, revealed in a piece that Hassan had lied about discrimination in his stand-up. What apparently happened was, according to Puck News' Matthew Bologna, was that uh, Hassan had, and the show had agreed that he was the new host. I mean, not, he didn't, he's like, hey, I'm the new host. And they're like, yeah, I'm the new host But they, they had agreed that there was going to be a new host. The show agreed. The show was going to hire him as the new host this summer. Had the writer strike not taken place, he would have taken the job, I assume, in the fall. Instead, they had to sit on it because of the writer's strike. And then the piece came out. And now that kind of has just ruined everything for him. And again, I don't know if this is uh I mean I like I like Hassan. I don't know if it's completely uh uh sorry, I'm just, is is like should get in trouble. Like, I mean Should he have been the host? I think so. If it wasn't going to be Roy Wood Jr. and Desi Lydic, which it should have been, then uh, Hassan would have been a good host. He's, you know, the more I think about it, the more that he's already had his chance with the Netflix show. He got three great seasons over there. He got three great, I got to make sure the dog's not eating. I heard someone eating out of the cat food bowl. And Maverick is constantly eating out of Nova's food. He got, he got a chance with the Netflix show and it, and it did really well. And then they canceled it. And now he's getting a he got a second chance with the daily show. Uh, but I think doing that daily show versus a weekly show that only airs six episodes a year or something like that, that is completely, those are two completely different things. And I don't know if he would have exactly thrived with that. Uh, Woods does not have any insight on who has been identified as a potential successor, but he thinks Minaj has the qualities, the necessary qualities to succeed in the role. He said, I don't believe Hassan could never host because of his situation. I don't necessarily agree with that. And he, I mean, yes, he's right. Like that, that, that shouldn't, there are way worse people are exceeding <laughs> at doing things in Hollywood and Hassan is, uh, is getting uh, in like in trouble for this. I definitely think there is a place for him to clarify his intentions, but nothing about what Hass- Hassan did. Uh, none of uh, it has to do with the, con- uh, the content he presented on the Patriot Act, which is very true. Can he show up and do the job? I say yes. I still think Roy would have been a fantastic host. And even if, and, and if, it, if the rumors were true, if it's going to be him and Desi, then that would have been great too. This next one comes from Deadline, written by Nellie Andreeva and David. Excuse me, Dade Hayes. Showtime to shut down sports division. Now I'm in the middle. I'm still. I've been reading this book for a couple of months, and it takes me a long time to read, uh, because I go word by word, (laughs) brick by brick, bullet by bullet. I think that might be from The Equalizer. I love. Hold on. Let me type that into Google. I love that movie. Uh, let's see. And I love the series. I think it, I think it is the equalizer. I'm almost positive. Okay, I can't find it. And I hope I don't get in trouble for that, Google. But I've been reading this book called Tinderbox. It's the, it's the story of how HBO became the powerhouse it is today. And it starts from the uh, very beginnings, the machinations of HBO. And it goes all the way up until... Um, the sale to Warner Bros. Discovery, of of excuse me, the sale of Warner Brothers to Discovery. A company that I am employed by, but I am not saying nothing against and nothing for. We got an email. No, I should not even say anything. <laughs> Never mind, because <laughs> I don't want this to be considered a part of anything. <laughs> and. And there was one part, and I was and and then and I was reading this book by the pool. So you know, two or three times a week, I would go to the pool, sit out there, from like ten a.m. to one p.m. and just you know listen to a podcast, listen to music, read some of this book. And and you know, and it was really funny is uh, I by by reading like that versus reading you know in here, which I can't really do that because my neighbors are so loud. But uh, versus reading in here. I retain a lot more information because I'm by the pool and there's like nothing to distract me. And one of the things I remember is how important boxing was to HBO's legacy. Like boxing truly probably saved that company, probably saved HBO as a channel. In it. And like, I mean, the, the fights that they got early on were fantastic, and then you know they were fighting with broadcast to get fights and then the, and then Showtime shows up and they're fighting with other cable companies to get fights and then and then I got to the part where they essentially just they just let go of boxing but but the way boxing in particular sport sports in general have shaped television sports are insane for a television and that's why they're so important for streaming too that's why you have Apple buying soccer rights MLS rights that's why you have uh, 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 the uh, uh, Max airing airing football and basketball and 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 and, and hockey. Showtime, another Paramount company, <laughs> like like Comedy Central and like CBS, is still changing. They announced on Tuesday that the network's sports operation will be dissolved by the end of the year. They're going to continue to honor the 2020-2023 uh, obligations, airing the remaining boxing commitments. This marks the latest downsizing move at Showtime since the exit of longtime CEO David Nevins a year ago when the premium cable network was put under the purview of Chris McCarthy. Since then, Showtime merged with MTV Entertainment Studios. It was rebranded as Paramount Plus with Showtime and underwent layoffs. Its programming slate is also pared down as it refocuses to follow three new thematic lanes. All of the sports team will leave Showtime had boxing for 38 years, exiting after nearly 2,000 bouts five years after a long-time rival HBO did the same in 2018. Like HBO, Showtime has struggled with the cost of continuing sports program. At the same time, its parent company was making significant investments in streaming. Now, um, I don't... The investments in streaming are one thing, but to take away... The sports, the boxing, the pay per view stuff. Now, where is that going to live? That could presumably go over to ESPN. It could go to, um, it could come back to uh, 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 Max because now they have this sports section. But it's, there's a lot more to it. With boxing, you know, in pay per view, this is the only place you're going to get. HBO was the only place you were going to get in the 80s and 90s and and whatever. It's the only time you're going to get, that was the only place you're going to get boxing. Showtime was the only place you were going to get boxing. But now, where can this go? Because they were footing the bill for it. They are they were paying the money, the payouts and all that stuff. But So now where can this go where you can continue having these middleweight, lightweight, and heavyweight bouts and still retain the viewership? Is it going to go to ESPN? Is it going to go to Fox Sports? Is it going to go to CBS Sports? Are they going to be diversified? Like how soccer is. Soccer is on uh, USA, on, you know, it's on CBS, it's on NBC, it's on all these different platforms and places. How is boxing going to survive on television again? Do people really still want to w- watch that stuff? I mean, UFC seems to do pretty well. You have Jake Paul over there getting into boxing, and and I assume that he's getting paid pretty well for that. Who knows? And speaking of sports, let's go over the Wall Street Journal. Uh, This comes from Isabella Simonetti. Disney sheds new light on ESPN's financial challenges. The entertainment giant released more detailed information on its sports business as it seeks a strategic partner for ESPN. So now we know the financials. We've never known this before. But we now know the financials for, or some of the financials for, for ESPN, which is owned by Disney. And uh, if you remember, in recent memory, if you remember in recent memory, uh, that's the title. <laughs> okay. Now, if you remember, uh, the uh, 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 it was rumored. I mean, it's true. It's true that. Disney is looking to find a strategic partner, somebody to help with ESPN operations. Because sports, again, cost so much money. Even though they bring in a lot of money, they still cost so much money. And it was rumored that at some point uh, they were going to spin off the company or sell it off or just get rid of it in general. Now we know that, according to this article... Profits for, uh, Profit declined 20% in the first nine months of this fiscal year. Operating income for the newly reported sports segment fell to $1.48 billion in the nine months uh, ended in July, while revenue declined 1.3% to $13.2 billion. Now, this includes ESPN, its channels, ESPN Plus, which is the streaming service, and the Star-branded sports channels in India, which I believe might be airing on Disney Plus under the Star moniker, which is their Hulu. Profits from ESPN-branded TV networks, ESPN programming on ABC Network, and ESPN Plus fell 7.8% to $2.06 billion in those nine months. Uh, at some point, when, is, when does this become because of uh, – and when is this because of the, um, um, uh, uh, like, strikes and and the lack of advertising in these past couple of years? I mean, let's just take – again, they're taking into account the nine months. But when is that When is that because of those things? There's uh, a lot of challenges are, are are reasons why this is happening the the cord cutting, uh, sports rights fees which keep rising and rising. The company is planning to make its ESPN cable network available to cord cutters as a streaming service to adapt to a shifting consumer taste. And how is that going to affect costs? Because that that means they have to build a new app, which I don't think is necessary. They could just use ESPN Plus. But it seems like that might either be phased out or be its own thing. What strategic options are they going to have besides the ones that I already talked about? Disney was, Disney's once lucrative traditional television business has suffered from a relentless and accelerated cord cutting, forcing it to rethink the future of that business and quickly pivot to streaming. Revenue within the sports segment grew 8% to $17.3 billion in Disney's 2022 fiscal year, and operating income fell nearly 1% to $2.7 billion, according to the filing. There's different packs being explored with the NFL and with the NBA. Maybe they'll take small equity stakes in ESPN. But is that going to entail them to, I don't know, uh, uh, put NBA branded stuff within commercials or only want to work with their partners for certain times of the year and then not really pay attention for the other parts? They're talking about, ESPN's talking about new distribution partners, which includes Verizon and T-Mobile. Where is ESPN going to be in a year, in a year's time? They let go a bunch of talent, but it's still the same thing, if not neutered. A bunch of talking heads screaming at each other. How long can this go on for? ESPN is the leading uh, sports Magnate uh television magnate and for better or worse it's the it's the most watched one I prefer NFL network with good morning football love that show but where does it go from here you can only do so many episodes of first take and good up and sports center I think they should focus on those documentaries I think they do a great job with uh things like fifty for 50 and um Excuse me, 30 for 30. <laughs> 30 for 30 and the E60 and all those. Have some special programming. Didn't... I mean, I'm sure that um, uh, ESPN Ocho doesn't get the, the most views, but be regular with that. Don't have it do, be once a year. Have more ESPN Ocho. Have ESPN Ocho branded blocks. You know, on a, on a Friday night... Nights where there aren't, you know, massive games like Monday Night Football or NBA games or something like that, have, have ESPN Ocho stuff. Have, have special reports. I don't know, I'm just a guy from the outside. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, uh, where we've got other podcasts, including Late Night Lately and the LinkedIn Logs. You can even watch the video version of all the podcasts on youtube.com slash C Comedy. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at C Comedy, me at Chad Black White. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. This is the end of the show. I'm tired. Bye.